0: The sponsor for the Shepherd's Crook podcast for the month of April is Media Gratier. Media Gratier is a nonprofit Christian publisher and filmmaker producing documentaries and multimedia Bible study curriculum with the emphasis on the means of grace and church history. You can visit MediaGratier.org or themeansofgrace.org and see the documentaries they've created and are distributing, like The American Gospel, Through the Eyes of Spurgeon, and Logic on Fire The Life and Legacy of Martin Lloyd Jones. Also great for small groups or Sunday schools, family worship, or individual study is their 12-week multimedia Bible study series, Behold Your God. These series are made up of two components that work together, a 13-week DVD set and a 12-week daily devotional workbook that has each participant in the Scriptures on their own during the week. At the end of the week, the group gathers and watches one of the 13 DVDs together and then discusses the work they've done in the Scriptures that week. Each DVD is made up of three parts, a historical introduction shot on location in England, Scotland, Wales are up the east coast of New England, highlighting a figure in church history whose lives illustrate the subject we're studying that week. Then there's a half-hour sermon from Dr. John Snyder, the series author. And finally, there's application points made from men like Paul Washer, Steve Lawson, Ian Hamilton, Sinclair Ferguson, Conrad Mbiwi, and many more. Take a look at themeansofgrace.org for much more on Behold Your God Bible Study series. And while you're there... Be sure and check out and listen to the Behold Your God podcast that goes up each week with Dr. John Snyder and Media Gratier Director Matthew Robinson. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Here we are. It is episode 40 of the Shepherd's Crook podcast. I hope you're doing well today. I certainly am. I'm enjoying, again, my Crown Brew coffee and wanting to talk to you today about Network, Rest, and Revival. So it's kind of a three-part episode. Let's pray, and then we'll get into network. Holy Spirit, thank you so much for your grace and your mercy that's upon us right now, right in this very moment. No matter where we are, we don't have to earn your approval because of what Christ has done for us, and we rest in that. We thank you for that. And these three things I want to talk about, network, rest, and revival, Gotta ask you to give me clarity. And that we'd have fun doing this. Holy Spirit, lead. I trust that you will. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So my wife, Jordan, and I, and Valor, he got to go, just got back from the Sojourn Network retreat for pastors' wives and for pastors. If you don't know, our church, Christ Church Carbondale, is a part of the Sojourn Network. I love the Sojourn Network. We've been a part of the network now for three years. And the biggest thing about the network for us is just the pastors in the network, just the relationships that we have. We got in this thing through Jameis Edwards down at Pleasant Valley Community Church in Owensboro, Kentucky, and we got to know so many of the people there, and we loved them. And Jameis really, even though we're about the same age, in so many ways gave me counsel, almost fatherly counsel in stages of of our life and ministry. And so thankful for him and his wife Annie and just the relationships then from that point that we've built from the, we just within the network, we have just so loved Barry Rager and Amy, his wife, up and I could just go on and on with names of of pastors and wives that we just love so much. Brian and Lexi Sovey out in Ogden, Utah. Uh, Jonathan Davis and Tara up in Springfield, Illinois, and I could literally list like 30 pastors and wives that just mean so much to us and just go on and on and on. So we just loved the retreat. We love going down there. We stay in this really nice place on the beach in Naples, Florida, and just enjoy the beach, sand, some good teaching. Scotty Ward-Smith was down there this year talking to us, and it was just so helpful. But I just love the pastors and wives of the network, and so does Jordan. It's just amazing. But one of the things I've noticed in the last couple of years is that from a, from afar, some of the people in the network hold some differing views on some pretty significant things, although there's great unity with our Reformed Baptist theology, so Reformed soteriology, Baptist ecclesiology, and many of the people in the network are continuationists, um, and that's kind of, kind of been a hallmark of the network from the beginning, from what I can tell. And, but there are some differences in the network on views like on social justice and those sorts of things. Some are woke, some are not woke, like myself. But up close, when we're all together some of those things that we see from afar kind of go away because when we're in a room together and we're all singing about God and the gospel, there's tremendous unity. It's just remarkable. Morning after morning, we sat there singing all together and it's a big family just singing about the gospel of Jesus. Now imagine that, the cross bringing people together. Interesting. But the cross does bring people together. There is no dividing walls of hostility in a room like that. We were together singing about the glory of Jesus, and it was remarkable. And it was just simply a great week of rest and restoration. Hey, I want to interrupt the show real quick and tell you about a really great giveaway we have going on right now through the end of the month. We're giving away an English axe. It's a Kent Pattern hatchet by Eagle Edge Tool Company from 1898. But it's put together by my friend, Joey Hawkins. Bless My Buckskins is ran by Joey, a minister and outdoorsman located in southern Illinois. Primarily focused on axes and woodworking and other outdoor materials, Bless My Buckskins also restores and peddles axes and assorted old tools. You can find Bless My Buckskins on Instagram, Facebook, and under the name on eBay. Bless My Buckskins. Go check it out today. I want to move into the next part, which is about rest and restoration. When we were at this retreat, we experience this rest. One of the great things about the network is that when we go on this retreat, it's not packed full of stuff. We have stuff in the morning that we need to do and we, we learn together. And then we have things throughout the day that we can just do. We can sit on the beach and read and and go out to eat and have conversations and laugh. And there's an open bar in the evenings where we can just drink appropriately, obviously. But it's just really relaxing. And what what I've noticed is that we get more than rest. We get restoration. It's more than relief. It's restoration. We don't just go to get our, our relief or retreat from life to where we can kind of just, our hair, you know, is now not on fire. There's actually restoration that we get to experience. And pastors really need time for intentional retreat for specific restoration. And this is just so much better than relief. You know, in, in life, sometimes in the business of life, you need just like a 10-minute break, and you can just jump in your car and listen to, and sing a song or something like that or go for a run for 45 minutes and get some relief from something that may be pretty intense in your life. But with things like this, you intentionally get to disconnect for, for a week and just experience relief from the Holy Spirit, where God just brings more than that. It's just restoration from the Holy Spirit. And that's what Jordan and I experienced. It's just refreshing. And, Pastor, I want to challenge you and ask you, when do you get this? When do you get restoration? Where do you go for that? You know, Jesus knew how to withdraw from a crowd. Do you? Do we? You know, as we walk with Jesus through the years, by the grace of God, we become Christ-like over the years, more and more Christ-like, which means we are more and more free to walk away from crowds, to have intentional times of prayer, to not have to cater to the needs of everyone around us. We can be specifically on the mission that God has called us to. It's just really interesting. When we become more Christ-like, we can actually rest and relax and Really walk in some restoration. A wise pastor one told me, one of the, once told me, and this is one of the practical things we can do. He told me the best thing that I could do as a young man in, in ministry is to set aside one day a month for specifically a prayer retreat. Now, I may not, you may not be able to go on a retreat to Florida or anywhere like that. But you can specifically find some time one day a week to get a morning or an afternoon of just prayer. This is something I'm working on. This discipline has not yet stuck with me. But as I reflect on it or think about it, even for talking about this episode, it's important, and I want to build this in my life, where at least one day a month, I've got a prayer time for restoration and retreat. So network, rest, or restoration, and now revival. When I was on this trip, I got to finish the book uh, by Ian Murray, Revival and Revivalism. If you've not read this book, it's put out by Banner of Truth. It was, I believe, uh, in the 90s is when the book came out. This book is absolutely phenomenal. What Ian Murray does is really looks at a history of America and American revival starting in like the 18, early 1800s, and the whole Second Great Awakening, I didn't know, was about a 30-year period. The First Great Awakening was about a, a two- to four-year period. The Second Great Awakening in America lasted over about 30 years. And there was a marked difference between these two aspects, which Ian Murray calls revival and revivalism. There was a real move of God, revival, and then there was manufactured so-called works of God, which was revivalism. And much of our evangelical roots we can trace back to this time in per- in the period of American history and really identify where things like the attractional church comes from, where our practices come from, like altar calls, those sorts of things. But one of the things that Ian Murray does is just shows a clear line that marks the difference between the two. And what I noticed over and over again, chapter by chapter, is that the normal means of revival, and this is what he says at the end of the book, as he's kind of uh, bringing conclusion and final thoughts, that real revival happens through the means of prayer and preaching the word. The normal means of church life, prayer and preaching the word. And this is what testimony after testimony of pastors just talking about saying, we did nothing different, God simply moved. We did nothing different, God simply moved. And I want to bring a word of encouragement to you guys as you're listening. You know, in out-of-season times of ministries, we have tensions to sell out and to do whatever we can and buy into what Ian Murray calls revivalism. Revivalism in the Second Great Awakening had no room for not seeing results right now. They had to get results right now. That's what they believed. They believed that they had the ability and the means through anxious seats, through long periods of singing, through asking people to respond right now, through a raising of the hand or coming forward and giving massive emotional appeals, and they simply believed through through Finney and his minions, believed that they could produce revival, that they had the ability through proper means to secure growth in the church at all times. He had the actual audacity, Charles Finney, to, he had the audacity to say, if I could have myself and three men like me, we could bring the kingdom within three years to the whole world, evangelize the whole world. The arrogance of these people was, I mean, alarming. They did not believe they need a mo- needed a move from God. But real Bible preachers, real gospel men, know that they need the Spirit of God to work in graveyards. Scotty Ward-Smith said, any pastor is only doing ministry in graveyards. And it's so true. We're calling dead, dead men and women to life. That's what we're doing. There is a marked difference between revival and revivalism. And I want to encourage you to press on. Seek revival. Pray and preach the word. And by God's grace, maybe when we're 70, 80, 90 years old, if God gives us that many years and we look back over our life, we can look back and say, we did nothing different during that decade. Nothing. God just showed up. Don't you want testimonies like that? Wouldn't it be amazing to look back and say, oh my gosh, God did something remarkable. So press on. Pray and preach and love people and just ask God to move. And by God's grace, maybe, just maybe, we'll get to see a little bit of revival. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.